Welcome everyone. This is the Mission Driven Life Podcast. My name is Kevin Padillo, President of Warrior Leadership and the host of the Mission Driven Life Podcast. Today, I'm so lucky to, to be interviewing a great leader. This leader has grew 100 businesses, helped them generate $29 million in sales, the founder of the Ultimate Profits Academy, and Reg Regina? Regina? Regina is about to explode your mind with value today. Um, thanks for being here. It's absolutely my pleasure. <laughs> nice. All right. Yeah. Hey, so Regina, in these couple minutes that I got with you here, it's, I, I just want to really, I want my goal is to serve a lot of leaders here, mm -hmm. yeah, tons of business owners, entrepreneurs, and salespeople, especially these people in sales, younger people that mm -hmm. really want to understand about growing their business, uh, growing their mission, their projects. Right. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, but I'm excited to have you here because I've been, I've been, I've been watching you from afar. Thank you. I'm flattered. Thank you. No, I'm excited. I know you serve a, a slightly younger community, so I'm excited to bring the value to the next wave of CEOs and uh, business owners. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. I agree. And before we get to that, I know you have something exciting happening for you that I think that <clears throat> my audience can really benefit from. You have some sort of, you have an, uh, a, a course coming up, right? Correct. Yes. I just launched the course. So a little bit, just a very short background. I've spent 17 years primarily reorganizing failing companies. So I've learned uh, over a hundred companies, each generating up to $20 million each in revenue, uh, annual revenue for each of them, you know, from 2 million to 20 million. So I've learned over almost two decades, what doesn't work. You know, there is a way to grow a company that's just not going to sustain itself in the long run. So the course teaches CEOs, how to grow their company in a way to where it's profitable and successful five, 10, 15, 20 years from now. Because the agenda is not to just open a company. The agenda is to make profit down the line. And a lot of businesses ultimately fail. These are just normal statistics. And the course teaches people how to avoid failure and grow a company that generates uh, consistent, healthy cash flow years down the line. Nice, okay. So working with, you've been working with CEOs for 17, 17 yeah. years. Yes, correct. Wow. And like that, that's a really fascinated me to interview you, right? Like the fact that you work with so many leaders, mm -hmm. uh, CEOs, they grew companies. Like what yes. would be the average size of these companies that you're working with? Anywhere. I'll give you the smallest company would be a one-man show. My biggest client was 350 employees. Mm. So any range, basically, whoever needs help, uh, those are the people that I would work with. So right, right now I've taken my focus from reorganizing to working with new CEOs because I love teaching people how to avoid catastrophic failure in business. So I'm refocusing now with the people I work with, but I've worked from, like I said, one, one man show, you know, mom and pop shop to 350 employees, which is thousands of people, you know, dependent on, uh, on, a, on a paycheck because they have families and kids and all that stuff. So yeah. Mm, 100%. I agree. And I know like just, just by, as we start up our podcast here, I know many of our people in our audience can really benefit from this, especially the smaller business owners that I have that, that are part of this, that are watching. You now, if you're tuning in right now and you're, and you, and you are, are, 
are you're kind of piqued by what Re Regina Regina is Regina yes Regina has, has shared about like working with CEOs and if you have that vision to become that next CEO tune in invite your friends to tune in and check out the ultimate uh, all profits Academy because mm -hmm. This is going to really blow you up. And I'm, I'm even interested. I'm, maybe I'll buy your product, right? So <laughs> Thank you. first thing I'd like to ask you is like, what's your, what's your mission right now? What's your, what's your mission? My mission is to be of service. My mission has always been to be of service. And uh, I have seen from working with uh, over 100 companies in catastrophic failure and financial chaos, uh, to watch the, the fear and the pain that comes along with that environment, uh, it's, 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 it's heart-wrenching to watch. So if I can help CEOs avoid that, because people are not really understanding that a CEO is not just one person. There is a whole company and a line of people that depend on that paycheck. So working with a company, helping a company, you're helping all of these families and kids and husbands, wives, you know, moms, that's whoever depend, is dependent on that income. So my mission is to help people avoid it. But ultimately, I've dedicated my life a long time ago to being of service. I think there is a, our life is a tool. And if you're not using it to be of service, um, you know, you're missing out, really. Mm. And being of service, of course, like that is, that's like the ultimate way of help, really helping, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. I know that's one of my, my missions as well, like to create a world of strength by building leaders, giving love and taking action. That's one of my missions. But, but with yours, the like being of service, right? In the service in what way, right? Absolutely. Uh, so really quickly, uh, reorganizing a company, you're not really reorganizing a company. You're reorganizing the individual. Because the numbers, the bottom line of any company is simply a result uh, of the decisions that the CEO made, right? A company is driven by somebody. So yeah. when you're working with a company, you're really working with the person. So um, to be of service for me is to help people achieve their highest level of self because it affects their life. It affects their personal life. It affects their, um, it affects their business. It affects all of it because it starts with you. The company is just an extension of you. You know, legally, it's a separate entity. But ultimately, it's just an extension of you. You make the decisions as the CEO. It survives or it dies based on decisions you make. So being of service to me is really inspiring people into the absolutely most highest um, self they have because everything stems from that. It is the person. So if I can touch the core of a human being and inspire them to overcome fear and anxiety and doubt and everything else that we experience uh, as any one of us experiences at any given moment, because everything is on the other side of it. The most wonderful experiences are on the other side of it. The most incredible relationships are on the other side of it. All of it is right. on the other side of fear and anxiety. So um, I have an ability, which I've been blessed with, to help people um, walk past it, just walk through it kind of guide them through all that. And when I can do that, I can lead them to the next chapter of their life. So to me, that's being of service. I'm opening the door, their eyes to the possibilities that they were afraid to even experience or examine or consider otherwise. Right. Okay. <laughs> so it sounds like you were, you're helping them move past their own fears and doubts. 
Yes. And that's a huge handicap for a lot of people, a lot of CEOs. Absolutely. It's a massive handicap. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Now, like, no, I'm just curious, like, tell us, tell us where, where in Regina's life, this has actually showed up, right? Uh, Where this began? Sorry? Where, Where this began, where I started? No, no. Like, tell us, tell us where the fear, maybe anxiety has shown up for your life, you know? We'd love to understand, oh. see, like, tell it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I'm happy to share, actually. Um, it's, it was less business, more personal. You know, I had to make a decision to actually go, go through with a divorce. And, uh, oh. uh, but it's, it, there is a massive decision-making process that goes with it because I have kids. And um, there is a fear that comes with it. So I came to a point because I think fear is really, I mean, a lot of things in life are really black and white. You either do or you don't, you know, people complicate and convolute things, but the ultimately the reality is it's a yes or a no, it's this or that, you know, there's no reason to muddy the waters. It's one or the other. And I had to make a decision, which was, I was feel uh, fear uh, filled mm-hmm. with fear and, and anxiety, all of the things anybody would go through when you have to make a big decision to change your entire life, whether it's divorce, whether it's to start a business, close a business, start a relationship, and it doesn't matter. When you have such massive changes, a lot of fear and anxiety, because we're naturally afraid of the unknown. Human nature, yeah. we're afraid of the unknown. And that's so I had to make a decision, and it was a hard decision. I, I know it took time, but looking back now, that was the best decision I could have done for myself because I was able to take the step out of, I don't know what's going to happen. And I was able to step into the rest of my life. But like I said, to me, that was a life-changing decision. To somebody else, it can be something else. But whatever it is for any one of us, ultimately, uh, the trigger point is the same. Do you deal with fear or do you stay with fear? Yes. It doesn't matter what it is. Ultimately, you got to make the, the, the choice. How do you want to live? But the biggest thing for me in my life, and this is what I always consider and teach my clients is, I am extremely aware, and if, if I can walk away from this podcast teaching your people one thing, this would be it. I'm extremely aware that this is the only life I have. I will not get another chance. I will not get another opportunity. I do not want to come to the end of my life and look back and say, man, well, I've pissed that away, and then I never have another chance for a do-over. So I am so aware that this, not, that this is not a dress rehearsal, that this is the main performance, that I try to go in all in every single day, good or bad, fear, anxiety, all of the stuff that comes with being a human being. But I understand once today, it's done, once today is done, today is done, it's over. And win or lose, I don't care, but I have the experience, if that makes sense. It does. Yeah. Interesting. That was very, very cool how you brought that up. You know, like uh, these roadblocks come up all the time, right? Yeah. Every day, every day. But you know, it's, I never really looked at fear as fear. Fear was never anything for me, uh, but just a line item on my list. Fear Mm. was always just an experience. Um, And when people tell me I'm afraid, the question is always, what's the downside? What happens if you fail? I mean, really, if you think about what happens, you've lost some time, you've lost a few thousand dollars, but you've gained this massive perspective. 
you've gained new relationships, you've gained new knowledge, new information. Truly, what is the down, what is, what is failure really? It, it's whatever you, you give it value. That's what it is. To me, failure was never anything. That's why I always got everything done that I wanted because I, failure was never failure, if that makes any sense. It was just a thing. But I love the experience. Fail or not, I love the thrill of, you know, the, just the, the, the ride of life, the joy of it. Mm, okay, yeah, I, I love it. I love it. I love how you had that. But I want to challenge you a little bit on what you said about uh, you've never seen it as failure, right? Because I'm sure, I know for myself, I've seen failure. And I thought it was failure at first, right? Because I never had, really had an optimistic life, and like just like you have, right? But I'm like, when was that shift, right? Where you went from, okay, I'm, I'm, it was a failure to where it was a lesson. Like, when was that shift, the change for you, right? I will tell you. Um, first of all, okay, so when I was 35, for me, I found life really brought me to my knees. Right. And after the divorce, really brought, I mean, life brought me to my knees. And I found, for me, it was I found God. So everything shifted for me. For somebody, it may be universe. For somebody, it may be God. For somebody, whatever. I found God for myself. So that, may, that put a whole different perspective on fear. But prior to that, even if there was fear, um, I, j I did things anyways, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, I, I always, for some reason, I, even since I was a child, I did things because I loved life. So it just, I see it a little bit, it's a little bit easier for me now because I have God to rely on before when I didn't, it was like, I, I want the experience. So the, the, the excitement of experience would always outshine the level of fear and anxiety. So I always right. did, if that makes sense. Okay, <laughs> that's interesting. You let that overshine. That's what yeah. I heard you say. That it was, yeah. mm -hmm. it was more powerful. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And you know, if you're if you're if you're an entrepreneur listening to this right now, and you have that fear right now, you know, if if you're if you're listening in on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Apple, Google, and if you're tuning in and if you're, if you're curious about what Regina does and and really interested in what she does, like, and you have that fear, right? Mm -hmm. And you have that anxiety. I really invite you to tune into what, what I'm about to ask her to do next, right? Because tell us, because I know for me, like I, I let fear as my lampshade or fear is my, my guiding light. That's what, when, I, when I feel fear and uncomfortable, I know that I'm mm -hmm. going in the right direction, right? It, that's, it's just something weird for me. Like I look for fear, right? Okay, are you the same way or? I don't know if I look for fear. Um, I get inspired spiritually for things I want to do. Yeah. Um, but like you said, you're right. When you know, for you, like when you're feeling a sense of fear, that's when you know you're on the right track. Because life really begins at the end of your comfort zone. You know, there is, there is a very, uh, look, you work with business owners, so do I. People start businesses all day long. Most of them fail. There is a science to it. There is, there is specific, very short list of reasons why people fail. And the list remains the same. A hundred years from now, now, or a hundred years backwards, the list of, you know, the reasons for failure and because people like, like you're talking about the comfort zone and fear, people are so afraid to step outside the comfort zone, right. but nothing comfortable is very exciting. How far are you going to get with being comfortable? Do you know what I mean? How far can you get? It's, there is, 
I, I, I've never seen anybody really say, I love my life and I'm comfortable doing nothing. Like it doesn't, you know, it's not, you can't, it doesn't yeah. work. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I, I, when I, when I see, when I'm, when I feel comfortable, I know like even when I, when I'm sitting on a chair and it's, I'm comfy, mm -hmm. you know, a part of me doesn't like it, but I love it at the same time. You know, when I'm yes. relaxing, yes. after a long day, I want to relax. But then at the same time, there's a part of me that's like, you know, I need to drive myself right now. Right. And I'm sure yeah. you're the same way. Oh, absolutely. Safety, you know, human nature, we want safety. We want stability. We want um, repetitive pattern that we're comfortable with. We like things that are familiar. Some people like change more than others, but we like things that are familiar. Absolutely. Yeah. But again, this is going back to what I said. This is why very few survive. Very few actually make it because they're willing to step outside of all of that and actually step into and, and face fear and say, okay, we're going to go face to face and we're going to, I'm going to win. I'm going to take this down. So mm -hmm. you know, it's a choice people got to make. I agree. I agree on that. Now, um, now this is this question right here. This one, this one is something I'm really curious about. And I know our audience listening right now will need to take notes. So if you're listening, watching this video on Facebook or some of our social media channels, get you, grab your notebook, write this down because I'm about to ask Regina something about her experiences coaching and building hundred, hundreds of businesses, right? Now, what was it like for you to build those companies? Now, what, would that, what was that like for you to, to be that coach and that, that light for them? Well, when you, walk in a, when you walk in a company that's really falling apart, it's, right. a, it's a whole different animal because you're dealing with people that are millions in debt. There is a lot of fear. There is a lot of debt. There is a lot of... So what the CEO is on the, on the uh, brinks of uh, shutting their doors, they're millions upside down. You know, he's personally leveraged his whole life for the business. The mortgage is depleted. The, the kids' savings right. accounts are depleted. The, 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 the school funds are depleted. I mean, this is a dangerous environment. So I've, what it's like for me is I take it very seriously because somebody who is saying, basically, I trust my life, my family, all of the employees and their families into your hands. So it's a massive responsibility to do that. It's not just, like I said, people see a company as a company. People have to see a company as people. A company is just, it's just a building where people gather. That's the company. The company is truly people. So when you help reorganize a company, whether it's one employee or 350 employees, you're dealing with lives. And, you, and it took me a little, I was so young when I started. It took me a few minutes to realize the importance and the heaviness of the responsibility because I was responsible for people's lives, the, their marriages, their kids, their employees, and their kids and their spouses. There is a lot of stuff that goes on uh, into that. Mm. Now, I'm sure you learned a lot about leadership. Yeah. Like, because that's it. That, that's what I see. Uh, that's what I can sense. That that's what you teach, right? Are you teaching yes. leadership as well. Yes. Yes. Yeah. What would you say is the one thing that you learned about leadership through working with a hundred CEOs and owners? You always, always, always have to. A couple of things. You have to always meet people where they are in their path in life. Don't expect them to be where you're at or somebody else. 
You have to be able to meet them under exactly where they're at, line up to them specifically and teach them from that point. You cannot teach people right. them from your point of view. You have to see where they're at, be very um, quick to analyze it. Otherwise, they're not going to hear you. The number one, so meet people where they are and teach them from, the, from that point where they're at, not where you're at. Number two is um, you, have to be an ex you have to be an example to the people that follow you. Because if you're the weakest link, nobody's ever going to respect you. You cannot build a company if your employees don't respect you. You run the companies, not your employees. And what's extremely equally as important is you have to leave people with, your, with their dignity. You have to. People are not going to trust you or work well with you or for you or work for you in a way that they put their heart and soul into your company because they're helping you make a lot of money as well. If you do not leave them with their dignity, I always say you can reprimand in private, but you have to praise in public. So if you've got, if you've got some rubs with people, you've got things to figure out, don't do, it, don't do it in public, especially if it's your employees, because your employees is just like your family, your kids, your wife, your husband, whatever. They represent your choices as a CEO. So if you're bashing your employee in front of everybody, that's a direct reflection on you. First of all, the way you handle things. And number two, you chose that employee to run alongside you. That's your decision you're living with. So do not ever reprimand people in private, in, in public. You praise them in public. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Right? You give them praise in public because every day, everybody does a good job. Everybody makes mistakes and everybody does a good job. Right. And you, you praise them in public and you, if there's issues, you, you, do it, you do it in private. Absolutely. And you got to leave people with, your, with their dignity. You have, people have, your employees have to respect you. Otherwise, they're, they're just not going to work well for your company. They're just not going to do it. People, people want to be respected. It's a human need. I agree. So should I put a billboard up on it with criticism? <laughs> billboard for them and put it outside their door? <laughs> or no? <laughs> this is a joke. I know. I honestly, I wrote a, I wrote a great article on, on Medium on this actually as well. It's where it's, yeah, scold privately. I learned that myself through the hard way, actually. Scold, scold privately and praise publicly. Did you get a chance to see that? I, I wrote it. No, not yet. I'm happy to read it because I agree with that. A hundred percent agree with it. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I totally agree with what you said about that. Right. Cause mm -hmm. I know as much as, you know, as much as sometimes we want to like, as a leader for myself, if I want to, if I'm going to criticize someone on my sales team, right. And I want to criticize them and tell them that I'm upset with their performance and how they're not performing and they're not showing up on time. Look, I could do that in the middle of the meeting mm -hmm. and then there's an impact. To that. Yes. There's an impact to that actions, right? Impact yes, yes. would be, I don't know, for example, they don't trust me. They don't respect me. I take away their dignity, like you said, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah, there's no respect, right? So that's very interesting. That's a great, that's, that's a really great topic. So. Mm -hmm. And people, you know, people miss the mark. I think it comes from, from arrogance, ego, self-esteem issues we have. We feel a lot of CEOs, and even as people, we feel that we have to say these things. We have to come hard at somebody. That's not where the power is. That's not where you get your respect. People are not gonna respect you if you're a loose cannon and you can't hold your tongue. You know, it, it, that's not where the respect comes from. Respect comes from if you can maintain yourself, if you can keep your composure. And your team, like you said, you have a sales team, they're there to support you. So how much do they want to support you if they know you can bash them into the ground in front of their 
appears. Nobody feels good about it. It doesn't work. 100%. Yeah, it does I agree work. on that. And if like, so let's say, walk us through a process of, let's say I'm a CEO. I'm struggling in my company right now. Let's say I'm a, let's say I'm a younger CEO. Let's say I'm about 25, 26. Mm-hmm. Let's say I have a digital marketing agency. Some of, our, some of our clients have digital marketing or they're in network marketing or they have a company that's very, it's kind of small, right? Let's say I'm, I'm struggling. I don't, have, I don't have the cash flow. I don't have the infrastructure. What would be, and I came to you, tell us like the process of what would you, how you'd serve me if I was mm-hmm. that situation. If you're coming to me saying, I want to grow my company, how do I do it effectively and efficiently? Right. Well, the first thing, like, which is I think and people know in general, you have to know who you're serving. What happens nowadays is people are so uh, strapped for cash, they start going completely wild, running from one side to the other. They have no focus. When you have no focus, if you're all over the place, first of all, you're going to be known as somebody who can't sit still for a second. Nobody wants to work with that. People are not going to trust you if you're doing this today and that tomorrow. People are not going to trust you. You have to know exactly who you're serving. You have to patiently, consistently, and with very strategic focus, go after that. Number one. Number two, you have to, people want immediate cash. There is no immediate cash. You know, you can put a bandaid on anything, but to, to, in order to have a company 10 years from now, you have to build a solid foundation. So you pick maybe a specific, I would say five, 10, 15 people you want to work with. Don't pick 125, pick a very select group of people and very strategically go after them. Now the lost art nowadays, everything is so digital, cold and impersonal. The lost art is the personal touch. Things like a lot of people like 25 year old CEO would tell me I'm nuts. It's old school handwritten notes. No, it's not old school because when people get it, it Mm -hmm. makes a difference because you're going to be the one person out of a million who has taken the time to do that. I've done it with my clients. And what blew me away is that I've seen, we would send handwritten notes to CEOs and we would get handwritten notes back saying, thank you so much. But you get noticed, you get noticed. So you got to do the things that other people are not going to do. Follow up. You got to do things that you got to go above and beyond. You have to study your customer. So like I tell my my customers, whoever you're going after, know their birthday, know their anniversaries, know what they like, get to know them. Like if you're marketing to me, I don't want to feel like I'm just one, I'm just one, one in the same pipeline that I'm getting the same thing everybody else is getting. Tell me why I want to work with you. Why am I special to your company? Mm. Do you know what I mean? The, the personal relationship and the key point is what people don't seem to get. People, and I've talked about it on my other uh, Facebook lives, is that people will pay premium for, for the relationship. People will pay extra money for the relationship. And a lot of people miss that part. They're so fast and quick turnaround. You've got to cater to the relationship because you'll have a customer for life. So focus on your market, pick five, 10, 15 people you really want to work with and just go and personalize your approach. When they open whatever they're getting from you, make them feel, man, they really want to work with me. If they're this um, careful to cater their marketing to me and their approach to me, they're going to just kick ass taking care of me on my, on my product and my service. The way you market to them, the way you handle them, you're teaching them how you're going to handle them when they're a customer, if that makes sense. 
Uh, wait, wait, Tate, share that last part again. I, I'm trying to understand. The way, yeah, the way you market to your customers, that's how they're going to know you're going to take care of them. Meaning if I take the time to write a handwritten note, go pull yeah. an envelope, go seal it, put a stamp, go drop it in a post office, it's time consuming. So if I get that from somebody, I say, man, they really want to work with me. They've put some effort, effort in it. They just didn't click send in an email. So if they're that committed, they're going to be that committed to me when I'm their customer. They're going to yeah. take that good care. Does, you know what I mean? And people miss it. The, the money is in the relationship. Money is very organic. It's not tangible. Money is in the relationship and people just won't do it for some reason. Money is really in the relationship. Money is just a byproduct of the things people do. Mm. You know, people chase money, the tangible. But if you do the organic stuff, Money is a byproduct. I've seen it a million times. It, it simply happens. It, it's yeah. just a basic principle of the universe. So just people need to refocus on people and not money. And money is just going to come. It's going to flow. It, I've seen it over and over and over again. Love it. That's actually really interesting how you bring that up. I love, I love handwritten notes. I do handwritten notes all the time to my clients. Yeah. Yeah. You know, back when I was working at a car dealership, that was one thing that the other salesmen weren't willing to do. Mm -hmm. They weren't willing to buy a stamp, buy letters, buy mail, yeah. go to the dollar store for an envelope, cost yep. about a dollar, mm -hmm. takes time, but they aren't willing to do that, right? Yeah. And I know you have, a, you have some training on follow-up coming up, right? You have, a, have some sort of, mm -hmm. did you do that training yet? I didn't get I did. I po no, I posted right now. I wrote an ebook, I, just a short step-by-step. Uh, -step. It wasn't a laundry list, just super concise. Uh, it's in my group. If you want to post a link where people have questions, they can comment. I'll send it to them. Uh, I did a quick, uh, that, that was an email follow-up. Because I know people have been asking me an email follow-up, but I'll do the others as well because it's important. The key as we're talking, I'm thinking about it. People are saying, let me become your vendor and then I'll show you what I can do for you. You got to start showing your potential customer what you can do for them before they become your customer. Mm. you see what I mean everybody's saying give me your business I will prove myself to you and I'm saying let me prove myself to you even before you give me your business right. and that is through the marketing through the way I care for them knowing their important dates knowing all those people so I'm ahead of the game because I'm not saying give me money and I will uh, love you and your product and I will serve you I'm saying let me take care of you before you ever give me any money and that's a long, and that, that customer I'll keep forever. So you're doing that? <laughs> you, you have to do that. You have to pay do you after. after. Huh? Do they pay you after? No, no, I'm talking about, I'm talking yeah. about the marketing, the marketing. People are saying, I'm going to market however. Right. And then when you become a customer, I'll show you what to do. But the marketing, I'm telling you, that's personalized that you invest time and effort and money and energy. You're showing them even before they become a customer. So you've got a shorter distance. Uh, no, I don't work for free. No, they don't pay me after. They pay me on time. That'd be, that'd be, I'm like, oh, wow, interesting. I, listen, I teach my customers to get paid. I teach my customers, if you don't get paid, you, you don't go to work. So I, I got to follow my own, my own advice, right? 100%. I agree. Well, really, well, really, when you talked about the handwritten note and market to how your customer is, wants to be a product, I, I really, I find a lot of business owners and salespeople, and I've learned this myself, right? That, you know, when I was, uh, that I'll work so hard 
daily on getting the new, the new client, the new business. I'll work so hard to get the new business. And then when I get the new business and they're closed, I don't continue that follow-up, that service. You know what I mean? With the closed customers, you mean? Yeah, like I'm like, okay, score, got it. And then, you know, <laughs> there you go, I'll forget yeah. about it. Yeah. And then the person that bought or the person I'm ready to serve is now they're waiting, right? And I find this so much with a lot of people that they work hard. Oh, yes. They work hard to get me, right? Like I just recently signed on with the, with the PR company or I've just recently signed up with some products, right? And some people would, would follow up so hard with me, but then when it would be time to get it, whatever I bought, it would be like, I have to follow up with them. You know what I mean? Like, I, would, I would leave them. I personally would leave them. No, because they're, they're already, they are already telling you. Now, keep in mind, when that is the strategy, and you're right, again, one of the, also one of the main reasons so many people go out of business, they keep chasing the thrill of a sale. If right. that's the case, then it's not even a business. You just like the hustle. That, that's all it is. Because the money is in the follow-up and the money is in the relationship. So, but if that is the strategy, that is the drive, that is the motivation to close the deal, yeah. then you're going to spend the, not you, I'm saying in general, the people are going to spend the rest of their life closing a deal because once you close it, you don't service, they leave. Yeah. But the cheapest, the cheapest way to make money is to cuddle the customers that you have in the pipeline that are with you already. They're saying, I want to work with you, right? Yeah. But then you're spending time and money and energy and effort and hustling new guys in while the other ones are leaving. So you're constantly ch chasing your tail. So you can't really grow your business. Plus, by the time they're leaving, they're saying the same thing you're telling me about the PR agency. Look, they got me. Now what? No, nobody's talking to me, right? So there's when they're leaving the company, they're saying the same thing you're saying about the PR no, not like not just the PR. I'm I'm not like the P like the PR company is is really well. I, they're probably gonna listen to this and be like, "Yo, what are you, <laughs> you're throwing me under the bus." But like, maybe, maybe no. they need the lesson. Maybe they need the lesson. Who knows? <laughs> and not, like not just that. I think the company I'm working with, they're great. But what I meant was, the, um, just in my experience and even me, right? I'll I'll take full responsibility. I've worked so hard for clients when I was selling cars and I was doing all these things. I'd worked so hard that when it would be time to deliver, I wouldn't deliver. I'd, it would, like, I would delay it, I'd procrastinate. And I realized how much of that, like I'm leaving money on the table and I'm, I'm leaving impact on the table, right? Yes, yes. And now as a leader, as a, as a leader of your company, if this is what your employees are watching, I'm not saying you're doing it now, but if that's where you're still at, if your employees are watching you do it, you can't, you, you the, the same, they, the same results come from them, right? Because you're, they're watching you. They're watching, you are the leader of the pack. They're watching you. So whatever you do, you can't expect more out of them. So the more, so think about this. So you keep growing, right? You have more people you bring on board. Can you imagine as you grow the amount of chaos you're going to experience? More people coming in, more people leaving, and more people saying negative things. We don't get service by once we get in. And it spreads like wildfire. It just does. So you got, you know, for you, you got to figure out, do you just love the chase and a the hustle? Then maybe that's, maybe that's it for you. I don't know. Or do you want to grow a company that's here 10 years from now and you're profitable? You got, I always tell people, make a decision. What do you want out of your business? 100%. You have to make a decision first. Yeah. 
Yeah, that like that ties in with a lot of. Uh, before we end it off, this really ties in with a lot of, like, long term or short term, right? I think of so many people like you know. I think Gary Vee talks about this all the time. The the micro and macro and and like what's the long term plan, right? Yes. Because I know with a lot of some of our our clients that that tune into our podcast, I know even for me is like that instant gratification. I need it now. If I need to get paid now, but then when I get paid. I don't, and I don't deliver on my service, then the long-term, in the long-term run, I'm losing a lot, right? Well, you're losing a lot, plus you're losing your reputation. Right. You know, I always teach, tell people that there is a timeline, there is a beginning and an end to everything in life, including life. There is a beginning, there is an end. At some point, everything runs out. So a, a strategy that's not, uh, solid only works for so long. Mm. It's going to run itself out because only so many people can say we're not being serviced once we get into the pipeline until everybody starts to say, well, I don't even want to go into the pipeline. Do you see what I mean? No. No. Okay. Um, no, what I'm saying is the more, the more this happens, people naturally leave. If they don't get service, they leave. They leave, right? Yeah. And the more people leave, the more people talk about it, it's gonna come, it's gonna run itself out through a cycle where people are not even gonna give the CEO the opportunity to bring them into the pipeline because the word spreads, especially with social media. It takes one bad post and reputation is down the tank. Right. It's that fast. So the more people leave, that's more people saying, we don't trust this company, we don't get service because people talk. Not many people talk about the good stuff, but everybody talks about the bad stuff, human nature. <laughs> and the money yeah, is in the yeah. people that are already in the pipeline. That's, that's where the money is. <laughs> you're, right, you're right about that, yeah. <laughs> now, before, as we end this off here, we just talked about so much. I enjoyed our conversation. We talked from leadership, sales, starting a company, dealing with fear. We talked about so much. I know you have a gift for us, right? You have a gift for our audience. You're, you're saying you had yes, 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 yes. Um, so I've compiled, super excited for those that are interested, but this is for people that are actually serious about growing your business. You know, if they're, if they're serious in the hustling in and out, they don't want to be here five years from now, it, it's not for them. So that's the bottom line. Um, I've compiled the 35 page ebook oh. of how to grow your business to seven figures. Now, seven figures is not that much a month. People think a million dollars is massive. It's not that much a month. It's not that big of a business. So um, I don't know if you have the link or I'm happy to provide the link. It's a ebook, 17 years worth of experience, 35 pages worth of information, how to grow a business to seven figures and how to actually maintain it, sustain it and grow it from there in a way to where you have a business long-term because my goal is to help people uh, create something that has time, life and time. Mm that's going to be here, you know, that's going to take care of them a long time from now, because I never see a business as a business. I see it as a way, a vehicle to take care of so many people that are relying on that entity. So it's, it's, it's a free ebook for, for anybody who's interested. For sure. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to drop the comment. I'm going to drop the link to the ebook into the comments of this the podcast and also in the description of this video when I post it on social media. So click that link, grab it, before it runs out, before everyone takes in, before Regina closes down the funnel. All right. <laughs> and also, and also very quickly, um, once they, 
They, they have the option to look up at the course. The course is only at a price that it is right now until June 30th. It is going up significantly July 1st because I know the value of the course. We have bonuses in bonus there. Not, not, we, I kicked it off at 497 just for two weeks. It's going to 997 after, like I said, I'm doing the course myself personally. All the content is for me. The last three bonus modules are from my personal marketing strategies that I personally work with because I would never offer something I don't do myself. So he's right. doing the three next modules, uh, but I am putting my heart and soul into nine modules, modules worth of information that I've compiled over a hundred case studies in almost 20 years. So I know the value 997 is not that much considering the value you get on the other side of it. And it's all applicable information. You listen, you apply. And if you do it, you will yield from it. This is really what I've done with the customers face-to-face, uh, -face. but it's not 997 when, it's, when I do it face-to-face. -face. It's much more. So it's 497 now, uh, July 1st, 997. I, uh, yes, and you're right. And look, if you're watching, if you're tuning in, there's only a couple of reasons why you wouldn't want to buy Regina's course, all right? There's only a couple of reasons. A, you don't think it's going to work. You don't have the time to take a course or you don't have the money, right? Now, I haven't taken the, the course yet, but I know just from learning about Regina that, look, if you don't think it's going to work, I believe that this is going to work for you. I'm even considering buying the course because I know with Regina's knowledge, her passion, her leadership, and working with CEOs, that she has grown businesses. She grew 100 businesses to make $29 million, right? Now, the second thing, look, if you don't have time, you don't have time to take a course, if you don't have time to log on to her nine modules and watch these videos, then what else, of the what are, what are, what else are you doing with your time, right? Um, possibly, if your business is, is where it is right now, and you want to take it to the next level, what if that time that you can invest into Regina's course can grow to a next level? And the last thing is you don't have the money. Hey, you know what? There's a lot of ways to make money, and I know there's something called Visa and MasterCard <laughs> that you can always get. That's and funny. hey, maybe your grandma has money, right? <laughs> so hey, that's, that's what I wanted to share with you today. I want to thank everyone that's on the video that was watching today, that was uh, or listening to the podcast. Um, if you want to follow Regina, how can we get in touch with you there? Uh, my social media profile. I'll, I, you, you have it, so if you can just post it. Yeah, I'd love people. You know, if they want to comment here, I can go through the comments and answer questions. Right. I know a lot of people choose to message. Um, I, I, in private, they have questions to their company and are respectful to people's privacy. They're welcome to do that as well. And, uh, yeah, I'm happy to help. Absolutely. I think the... You know, but I want to close with the following. People fail for two reasons. Lack of information, lack of infrastructure. It's always consistent. It's the same. Nobody knows everything. So the course provides information. Infrastructure is like you did. Your infrastructure is salespeople. Very smart on your end. You need people. You need the right people to run alongside you because nobody, nobody is smart enough to know everything. Yeah. So, you know, it's very smart on your end to, to build an infrastructure. And I advise everybody as much as possible, even if it's one extra person helping you, very important. You can't do it alone. And you shouldn't, you, you shouldn't want to do it alone. It's so much fun doing it with other people. You know? I agree. Yeah. The business, there is, businesses have other people, right? Yes. They need other people. So, hey, follow Regina Gubina. Find her on Facebook. You're on LinkedIn, right? Yeah. Link, LinkedIn. Find her on LinkedIn. Check out the Ultimate Profits Academy. If you want to check out our Facebook group, I've been getting tons of value from our group. Find a place where you can go get some value reach up and go find places to her. She's teaching about follow-up, CEOs, how to be a salesperson. 
and how to just create that great business, right? I want to thank everyone for being here today. I need you all. If you've loved what you've seen, drop me a review in Apple Podcast because I want to share Regina's, Regina's message. I want to share other leaders' messages out in the world, and I need you to put that review into that if you're watching because it can help me and it can help the next leader, right? Now, before I go, um, hey, as so Regina has a Facebook group. I also have a group as well. It's called the Young Leaders in Action, right? So any young entrepreneur, it's called Warrior Leadership, Young Leaders in Action. We are growing that. Mike, I dedicated one team member to grow that community. And so join us in that community. You'll just get all this value for free and information on what we're doing. And we have some offers there as well. But I'm so grateful that you're here, Regina. Thank, Thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Bye.